guys welcome to the trauma room podcast so today we are going to be talking about toxic as if disney princesses (laughs) so some people may disagree and be like oh these are just animated cartoons they don't matter they're just cartoons for those people i would say you're probably a guy (laughs) you're probably a guy and you don't realize how detrimental disney princesses have been to women throughout the decades so growing up i would say mostly all of us have seen disney princess movies whether it's ariel whether it's Belle, whether it's cinderella pocahontas like whether it's any of these people the common denominator that they have is that it's a woman or damsel in distress where she has to depend on a man or prince to come save her several things are wrong with these items but i would definitely say that even in movies now i watched a movie fresh on hulu and it was a quote in there where the girl was like girl you have watched too many disney princess movies you do not need someone to come rescue you so other people besides me know about this because it's a true thing and i'm here to say that disney princesses have ruined women's lives they really have because they ingrain in us at a young age that we we need a guy to save us or rescue us and that's not true case in point ariel ariel in her movie was a prince of the sea princess of the sea ariel in her movie was a princess of the sea her movie is the little mermaid she's a mermaid that is a princess of the sea her dad is neptune or some person like that um she is basically bored of living in the sea and singing to animals and being a mermaid and she decides that she's gonna venture out into the land she sees this idiot prince that drowned i say idiot because we don't really know how he drowned what was he doing off the boat but in this story he drowned he was drowning and she saves him immediately falls in love with him and is like i am going to marry him she makes a deal with this uh weird sea lady and the sea lady's like okay i give you some legs so he can walk on land but i'm going to take your voice so let's just stop right there so you decided to trade your voice for a pair of legs 
in order to talk to this man that you don't even know anything about. He may not even be a prince. I mean, granted, down the line, he is a prince. But what do you really know about him? So basically, the whole movie is her trying to get him to notice her without her talking at all because she cannot. And then at the end, they get married, live happily ever after. Hooray. Except that's not the true story of The Little Mermaid. I'm sorry to tell you all. The true story of The Little Mermaid is where she trades her voice for the pair of legs, but the prince marries someone else instead. Look it up. It's the true, it's the real version of The Little Mermaid. He marries someone else instead. And this girl is so sad about it. She decides to kill herself in the ocean and turns into foam because she killed herself in the ocean. So really the Little Mermaid is not a good story. It sets us up to be like, we should do anything to be with a guy, including lose our voice. But look, what am I saying? I said lose our voice, right? But dig deeper in that. Lose our voice as in who we are. Women, look. I, there's no such thing as a prince that will come save you. No man will come save you. And if you try to make them come save you, you will lose your voice, also known as your identity, and become the Little Mermaid. And so we as little girls are raised on this. We are raised on the Little Mermaid. We're raised on Snow White. We're raised on Belle. And all these other prints that are just ridiculous. Case in point, Snow White. Snow White is supposed to be the fairest of them all in the kingdom. Her wicked stepmother dislikes her, uh, as usual. And what do they decide to do? Decide to give her an apple and kill her. She runs away and lives with the seven dwarves, which, if anyone did not realize, Snow White is around the age of 14 and 16, living with seven strangers. This is not the real world, folks. <laughs> this is Snow White, uh, adolescents, living with seven dwarves. One that is a very angry dwarf, one is dopey, and the other ones are, you know, just lunatics as well. And then, do they ask any questions? Do they say, I wonder where this girl came from? Or maybe we should get this girl back to her house. What do they do? They say, no, we now have someone to help clean for us. So now she's their maid. She cooks clean, does all the stuff for them while they go out and mine or do whatever they do in the movie. And then come home and feed them like so basically she became a slave to these seven dwarves a maid like it's just it doesn't even make any sense and then on top of that when the wicked witch or queen they all the same people find her what do they do they give her an apple that she eats because people just eat strange apples from people and then she falls asleep but 
is actually dead or whatever. So then a prince comes, of course, out of nowhere. And I don't know why they just didn't bury her, but they put her in a glass box for everyone to see and for them to be sad and weep over. And the prince comes and is like, hey, uh, she's pretty. Let's, uh, let's kiss her. Several things wrong with that. First of all, she is so-called dead. So you're kissing a dead person, necrophilia. Secondly, no one finds it strange that this random princess is coming out of nowhere kissing someone who is 14 to 16 years of age and without consent. And this may sound funny because it does sound funny, but I mean, this is the stuff that we are ingrained in our heads as little girls. That a princess is going to come and kiss us out of nowhere and we should be okay with it. And she wakes up and they, you know, live fairy, fairy, fairy forever. But the true story of Snow White is that all of that kind of happened. She was in the glass tomb. It just didn't happen overnight, though. The prince came. It took like three or so years for him to come. And then he kissed her. And then there you go. But you don't even know anything about this man. Like, thanks for bringing me back to life. I guess I've been slave to you now. I guess so. And in so many things, if you all have seen The Tender Swindler, a woman, a real woman in that movie said she was on Tinder looking for her Prince Charming. So when I say these things are like ingrained, it's not a joke. These things are ingrained in us for us to be like, this is the type of man we should want to be wolf. Another example is Beauty and the Beast. So, Belle's father, I don't know why, but he decides to go to the outskirts of town and see some nice flowers and stuff that he wants to look at and be nosy. Well, he could have just stayed at home. He decides to go there and who does he find? He finds the Beast. Granted, the beast is cursed by someone a while ago because he was a horrible, probably narcissistic person. And that's the thing. Like, people be like, oh, I'm so sad for the beast. Don't you all think it was a reason he was cursed? I'm pretty sure in this story, she doesn't, she, whoever cursed him was like, I'm not, I'm going to curse you just because I'm going to curse you. In fact, they say we cursed you and you have to find true love in order to get uncursed. So apparently he had been a douchebag this whole time. Obviously. So he is like, the beast comes out of nowhere and is like, hey, get off my land. You're making me upset. By the way, you have a daughter. Oh, that's interesting. I'm going to kidnap you. And your daughter can come in your place and be with me. And so Belle was like, you know, my father is sick. I don't want him to be kidnapped. Let me go in his place. She just falls in love with the place and falls in love with the beast. Ah, here's the thing, people. This man is a beast for a reason. First of all, let's not even get in talks with bestiality. Like, it's bestiality. It really is. He's a beast. He's a beast 
for all the movie almost. Also, let's not talk about Belle's other love interest, which he's a narcissistic a-hole and the whole town knows it. In fact, the whole town knows it so much. He has an own song and an own flunky that that is even talking about talking about him. Gestolf or whatever his name is, like uh he is just ridiculous and he he doesn't even love Belle. That's the thing too. Like he does not even love Belle. He loves that Belle is the only person, the only woman that is not in love with him. So he has to get her. And that's all Gastoff does, like the whole movie. Gastoff is so upset like every other woman in the whole town loves him, but her, where he was like, no, mm-mm. He's like, I'm gonna have to get her. I'm, I'm gonna have to get her. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I keep saying Gastoff, but is his name Gaston? I'm just gonna say Gaston. Gaston! Okay. Gaston! So. He's a narcissist. Which, the movie makes us be like, okay, this person is a narcissist. And we like, oh, we don't like him. But then we don't realize the beast is a narcissist as well. Like, why are you holding people kidnapped? Just tell them to get off your land. Get off your property. Like, it's, that, it's not that hard. It's not that hard at all. So, Beauty and the Beast is just an odd movie. Because, like, it's not... Mm-mm. The prince is selfish. That's basically how he... I looked up the plot just to verify this. And it says an enchantress... No. An enchantress disguised as a bigger woman offers a rose to a cruel, cruel and selfish prince. And when he refused because of his arrogance, she transforms him and his objects, him and his house into objects in the beast right there we are too busy looking at gaston and being like oh he's a douchebag but what about the prince he wouldn't let this little old lady stay in his house during the storm because he was also a narcissistic arrogant person so now he gotta fall in love with someone to get turned back into the prince so the whole time we're like, poor Prince. I'm just so sad about the beast. Like he didn't mean to be a beast. Yes, he did because he was an asshole too, just like Gaston. So after that fact, Belle falls in love with him. I mean, in Belle's defense, looking at the town, it's not a lot of people to choose from. And I mean, in Belle's defense, he is rich, even though he's a beast. And he does have a nice house and all this stuff. So, I mean, that's, you know. But 
He's still a beast. And she also has Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome is when you fall in love with your captor. So say you were to get kidnapped and you were to be kidnapped for however long. Eventually, you might just be like, you know what? I love this person because that's that's all I have to love. Also, if you ever escape or get away, you might want to go back because that's all you've known. The same thing happens in cults, uh, Stockholm Syndrome. You may be like, you know, I'm ready to leave this place. And then when you get on the outside, you may be like, mm-mm, I miss them. So she falls in love with him and then... He turns, at the end of the movie, into this handsome, most chiseled prince of all. Where it's like, oh my good gracious, this is amazing. Mm, is it though? So, who's to say that now that he's fallen in love and can turn back into a human, who's to say that he is going to be on his best behavior and not become an arrogant a-hole again? no one and that's where we leave the story happily ever after can someone tell me else what can someone tell me what happened can someone tell me if if he still became nice or was he still an a-hole we may never know but it's stories like this that we grow up as kids watching being like this is the type of person i want to love me just like Cinderella. Cinderella had her stepsisters and there was literally the Prince Charming in that movie. And her stepsisters hated her, made her clean the home, made her do the dishes, all this stuff. So she decides to go to uh, the ball uh, against her stepmother and stepsisters' wishes. Uh, pumpkin turns into a carousel. Some mice turn into some people to help her she gets a fairy godmom the usual and talks to the prince maybe for a second of course he falls in love with her she leaves her glass slipper there and he has it and he goes around town the next day like i must fall in love with this person and i am going to marry this person because i've only met them one day and i love them so he goes around town with this glass slipper, which I have some thoughts about this glass slipper, y'all. First of all, go back and watch it. He has the glass slipper. He goes to a few houses. Nobody foot fits the slipper, right? He goes to Cinderella's house. He has one slipper. I'm kidding you not. The stepmom. Go back and watch it. The stepmom in the movie trips the person with the shoe on the pillow and the shoe falls, right? The shoe falls, breaks into pieces. Cinderella comes out of nowhere. It's like, I have the other glass slipper. I have the other pay. I have the other one. She puts it on, it fits. But here's some questions that no one, no one asked. How do we know that Cinderella just didn't have a random glass slipper that fit her shoe. I mean, yes, yes, we watched the movie and we know that it was her, it was her other shoe. But just, just to play devil's advocate, y'all, what if 
she just had another shoe laying around a whole different size and she was like oh it fits and nobody would know none the wiser she could have bamboozled this whole man i mean we, we saw what happened that's not what happened but still also in the real version i say real like these are real people but in the realer version of snow of um cinderella her stepsisters were so obsessed with fitting the shoe that they cut off their toes they cut off their toes in order to try to fit the shoe better uh that still did not work but that's what they did in the realer story of Cinderella. Also, once again, with Cinderella, several things. Cinderella, I feel like she could have escaped at any time. Maybe moved to another town without her stepmom. Maybe started her life over. Because, I mean, her life was supposedly trash as it was. So if you were to run away and your life be trash trash somewhere else what would be the difference i mean it wouldn't i mean you could have tried to run away that's that's the first thing you could have tried to run away to get a better life secondly you find this prince that is literally prince charming and he marries you the second day he sees you and y'all just go go in the abyss and be like okay this is great we're fine and that's that's where it ends do you all notice like all the stories in like right there is they're like driving off in the carriage they don't like say like cinderella had 15 kids and he was an abusive parent like you know we don't know what else happened we are thought programmed to be like this is what we want to obtain we want to obtain the happily ever after even with the even with aladdin i'm about to sneeze <coughs> even with aladdin y'all aladdin go back and watch aladdin aladdin is trifling aladdin is an a-hole his monkey is an a-hole. Jafar, okay, y'all gonna be like confused, but Jafar is evil, but he is right about Aladdin, okay? All right? So Aladdin is this prince of thieves. Aladdin is just, you know, doing his thing, stealing everybody, everybody's stuff. Uh, granted to supposedly survive, but still stealing everybody's crap. So he bumps into a jasmine which is a princess he falls in love with jasmine instantly as usual and because he's a thief he's like you know what this lady would not love me she's not she's not gonna love me luckily he finds a genie bottle and the first wish he wishes to be a prince you know so jasmine can love him um i mean granted her father was like you know i want you to marry a prince too so the two sides we have is Jasmine's father like, you have to get married soon because I need someone to have my throne and that person will not be you because you are a woman. So you have to marry a crap prince. Two, we have Aladdin where he's a thief and he's like, you know, Jasmine's never gonna love me so I need to become a prince. And so the genie makes him a prince. So 
he re-meets Jasmine as this fake prince, which, y'all, I just thought about it. Is Aladdin the first Tinder swindler? I think he might be. Girl, y'all, Aladdin is the first Tinder swindler. He is. He pretends to be a prince. So far as to Photoshop on the map his fake place of living. I mean, the genie photoshopped it on the map, but he photoshopped a whole harem. He photoshopped a whole parade of him. Like, y'all, he may be the first tender swindler. Think, really think about it. Think about it after this podcast. Like, is Aladdin the first... Is Aladdin the first tender swindler? I think he might be. I think he might be, y'all. He might be the first tender swindler. So... On top of that, he lies about everything. And Jafar is like, something's not right about this. I can smell it. Which, we all dislike Jafar. He's evil. But he was he was legit about this, though. Aladdin was lying his butt off the whole time. Like, he just had to keep lying and lying. Until finally, he told Jasmine, like, he was, you know, not a prince. And Jasmine was like, yeah, you, you looks familiar. Like, yeah, you know. And then Jasmine could fight. Jasmine knew how to fight. She had that tiger with her. Like, why does she really need Aladdin? You know? Like, I'm not trying to be a hater on Aladdin, but, I mean, what did he really bring? I mean, granted, if he was not, like, a prince, he was a hobo. And I'm not saying people can't, you know love hobos maybe i am <laughs> maybe i am uh maybe i am okay i just feel like jasmine was independent she was strong she wasn't afraid to speak her mind and she wouldn't hesitate to stand up for herself so if she's all these things what did aladdin really bring and it, like what what did he bring to the table as they say which i hate that phrase when man might be like oh what do you bring to the table uh the, your table should already be built i'm not bringing anything to your table when you already should have a table like you you should already have a table made and my table is also made and then we have a longer table but I'm not bringing anything to your table if you still like, you know, sawing on it and stuff. And I'm not saying like, uh, you have to start dating or marry someone that like literally has everything together. I mean, granted you all can, you know, help each other. But if it's just someone that's, it's a difference between someone like sawing at their table, trying to get it organized, trying to put it together versus someone just staring at the wood and being like, I want you to come and make this table for me. That's the difference. I'm not going to come and make a table for you. I will come and help you with your table if I see that you're trying to make your table, but I'm not just going to be like, hey, you got this piece of wood here. Uh, you want to start building on it? You want to start doing something? Because I'm not your mom. I'm not your mom. And so, 
they of course live happily ever after she forgives him for lying which jasmine you could have run that whole kingdom yourself you didn't need aladdin or that rug or that little monkey <laughs> you didn't need any of them there's only maybe one disney prince where i'm like you know what she understood well actually it's two actually it's the two because they finally realized that this was a formula that was very stupid uh and they tried to you know tried to somewhat equate it but before i go to that i have one other issue and that's wolf the one well i have an issue with all of them especially pocahontas but we're not going to get into Pocahontas or Mulan, where Mulan had to literally pretend to be a man to save her own kingdom, and they were still upset at her. Oh, thanks for saving us all, but you're still a woman and you died. It's like, I just saved you all by pretending to be a man, and you all still hate me. Thanks. Not going to go into that. Or how Pocahontas is all a lie, and none of this really happened. And let's not even get into the fact that Pocahontas was to program us about people stealing people as their wives but we're not going to talk about that right now right now we're going to talk about the frog princess and tiana we're not going to go into how 80 to 90 percent of the movie that's supposed to be the family black princess the black princess is a frog we're not going to go into that part right now we're just going to go into the part where she she was uh actually doing good in life like she had a restaurant even though her restaurant was finna fail but she had a restaurant and it wasn't finna fail because the food was bad she doesn't have a lot of money uh she also had goals and ambitions and then this prince comes along that's been turned into a frog and it's like okay I guess I will be with him instead of living my dream of having my own restaurant. I mean, at the end, she did, you know, still get her restaurant. But still, I had to go through a frog to get it. I couldn't just take out a loan. Um, but out of a few of these, I will say that not a lot of people know this one. It's a little Irish or Scottish one, Meredith. Um, probably saying her Meredy. Uh, it's called Brave. One of my actual favorite ones because she was supposed to marry someone and she changed the rules. She was like, no, I'm not marrying these people because I should not have to. Because I'm a child and also because I don't want to. And because I'm the strongest person in the whole kingdom, let me do my own stuff. So she ended up doing it. Um, that's one that's actually, like, decent. Also, uh, Frozen. Frozen is decent in the fact that uh, it's about sisterhood which is better <laughs> um but also one of them did get bamboozled and just look at frozen and look at the gaslighting that has happened the i'm gonna have to look it up because I, I don't ever remember her name because she the 
she is the second princess or whatever what is this girl's name i really am gonna have to look it up because i just don't ever remember her name what is her name uh anna hmm i should have remembered that maybe so anna gets bamboozled by this prince that of course comes out of nowhere and tries to take over uh because you know her sister is a marvel character and freezes everything so she's next in line so this random prince comes out of nowhere and just look at frozen this prince likes everything she likes and like sings the same song she sings it's like we love each other yeah and then like he kidnaps anna and then he's like hey i was just clearly lying i don't like you i just want the throne i just was saying everything you say you like peanut butter i like peanut butter you hate jelly i hate jelly uh that's what i gotta do to try to you know uh try to get this kingdom from up under you uh but luckily another non-prince <laughs> helps her and um he's a good guy so you know for the most part frozen is actually i would say one that kind of broke that tradition of woe is me and elsa 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 became queen and she does not have any prospects because she turns everything into ice so you know but that one you know she is like hey i'm here and i am going to be queen by myself um and the true love in that movie is elsa and her sister because hans or what yeah hans reveals that he's actually been plotting to seize the throne uh by eliminating both sisters and he tried to coerce anna into a relationship because she got gaslighted into thinking he loved her uh but elsa comes and saves elsa comes save the day so i would say you know that one is pretty good and you know realizing that we don't need no man we don't they are here and you know they're here also we don't need no woman if you like that as well they are here but we don't need them to be our prince or princess <laughs> charming um we don't because we can be that for ourselves so in the movie brave like i was talking about brave is where oh okay it's scotland because i don't want irish people to be mad at me uh <laughs> because scottish people like you know they have a prince okay she's a princess she's scottish uh which by the way i like both territories i love ireland by the way um so Meredith, she is supposed to become you know queen one day but of course she can't be in the throne because she's a girl and then she's supposed to these people are supposed to well these guys are supposed to play this arrow contest and the one that shoots the arrow straight through is the one that's supposed to marry her and become the king she goes to the event pretending to be a guy and shoots the arrow through uh straight through the bullseye and it's like it's me i won me because i don't need none of y'all 
So the movie is about uh, her being upset with her mom and family and uh, them just wanting her to realize like this is the way everything's been. But uh, she, throughout the movie, she shows them that, you know, this is not how it has to be. And that's the thing, like, in these movies, even, um, even with, uh, Coming to America, <laughs> all the time, the king is like, this is how it's always been. You cannot change the past. And it's like, uh, excuse me, king, you're the king right now, right? Yeah. Well, you know you could just change the rules, right? to say my daughter does not have to marry some idiot because that's how it's been. You can literally write, my daughter be can become queen without a king because this is how I've wrote it thus far. No one decided to do that in any of these movies though. But just look at all like the Disney movies, especially Disney princess movies. Look at those and just think about like growing up in your life like think about when you realize like i needed a prince charming and then leave in the comments below do you still think you need a prince charming or have you realized i don't need nobody but me um so thank you for listening to the charming room podcast and i hope you have a good day Comment below your thoughts on Disney princesses. Do you think it's good for girls to grow up watching these princes? Or is it time for them to get canceled? I'll talk to you later. And make sure you listen to the podcast on all streaming platforms as well.